Adult content intended for an adult audience only. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. A Shepherd in France Chapter 07 by Bernd Redstone Chanel lay in bed watching the scarred man sleeping. She had been surprised to wake up in the same room as him, but there he lay, softly breathing. She had been so sure he was Kyrian. In her need for revenge against the man who'd taken her Isabel, she'd blinded herself to the truth. He was a good man. He'd saved her life the night before. Attacked a man with a knife armed only with his bare hands. While he'd inflicted injuries to Kyrian, he'd taken damage from that attack too. He'd pushed his sheets down to his waist and tugged the hospital gown off during the night, and she saw the bandages on his arms, chest, and face. She counted five she could see. The woman. She was a crack shot. Put three into Kyrian's cold heart from quite a distance in the dark. Another surprise and a major difference from her Isabel who'd refused to touch a gun. She knew the woman wasn't her lover but she missed her so much. Good morning. Chanel jumped at the sound and looked over at the man again. His eyes were open and looking in her direction. Good morning, she returned. I owe you an apology. Perhaps many. Accepted. Let's move on. My name is Ben. How are you feeling? She smiled at him. He made it seem so easy. Hello, Ben. I'm Chanel. I'm sore but good. I believe we will get to leave today. Great. I hate hospitals. They give me the willies. Willies? What is that? She asked. Nervous shivers. Ah. I agree. Can I ask you a question? Ben said. She looked at him closely. Yes. Why does looking at Catherine upset you so much? Does she remind you of someone? She froze and looked suspiciously at him, but saw only honest interest and concern. She glanced towards the door. She looks like someone I used to know. Someone Kyrian killed. Someone you loved. He guessed. Once more she looked suspiciously at him. Everyone is free to love who they wish. I bear no ill intentions to anyone. Sexual orientation is a private and personal matter and is no concern of mine. That said, your behavior has been rather erratic lately and I say again, you carry a weapon. Those two things are a bad combination. I think it would be a helpful thing for you to take some time to straighten out those issues before you go back to work. She looked down as she could not argue with his words. Yes, I do have some time coming. A vacation might be a good idea. Talk to someone. I've found group therapy to be an excellent release. And go spend some time on a beach. Relax. He smiled at her, and she returned it. The nurse came in and removed Chanel's fore and taped a bandage over the spot. She eyed Ben's bare chest as she checked his bandages and saw he was good. She nodded and left. Catherine poked her head in the door. Good morning, Ben. Good morning, Detective Babineau. Please call me Chanel. And I want to apologize, Dash. Think no more of it. All is forgiven. Catherine held up her hands to stop Chanel from continuing. She grinned at the detective. Though you did cost me a night of mind-blowing sex. Catherine. Ben gasped. She smiled mischievously. Chanel blushed and looked a little pained. I'm sorry, did I say something wrong? Cat asked seeing Chanel's look. You bear a strong resemblance to someone Chanel was in love with and who Kyrian killed. Ben replied. Please don't repeat that outside of this room. It would be bad for me if they found out I was in a relationship with one of his victims. Chanel blurted. Oh. I'm sorry. Cat expressed. 
Chanel has indicated that she's going to take some time off to work on those issues. Right? He said looking at the detective. Yes. And go to the beach. Good choice. We're going to finish out two weeks and can relaxing on the beach. I can't wait. I got a new bikini too. Both Ben and Chanel got thoughtful looks on their faces as they contemplated that image. Then they glanced at each other and caught their similar expressions. Ben started to laugh and Chanel's embarrassment at getting caught vanished with Ben's accepting attitude. The doctor came in and Ben signed his release form. Catherine gave him some clean clothes she brought from the hotel and Ben went into the washroom to change. Catherine walked over to Chanel. Are you going to be all right? Chanel nodded but tears pooled in her eyelashes. I miss her so much. The man who took her from you is dead. It's time for you to move on. She wouldn't want you to be unhappy, would she? Kat asked. No, Isabel would be very angry with me for how I'm acting. Chanel admitted with a gentle smile. I'm sorry I remind you so much of Isabel, but I'm not her. I'm Catherine McGovern. It will help if you say my name. Hello, Catherine McGovern. Hello, Chanel Babineau. I hope you find peace and happiness soon. Thank you. Catherine heard Ben come out, and she walked to his side. Take care of yourself, Chanel, Ben said. Goodbye. When they reached the hotel, Ben went up to his room and removed the bandages. He took a careful shower and got himself clean. He put a few bandages over the larger wounds which might seep and then headed over to Tina's room. No one answered the knock so he used his key to go in. The room was empty. He went downstairs to breakfast and the whole gang was there. Everyone but Catherine and Daniel jumped to their feet to give him a kiss. Catherine had gotten several on the way to the hotel. He told them to go easy as he didn't want to tear any stitches. Gabriella showed some restraint but Tina and Lucy showed less as they were just a little panicked about his getting hurt. Miriam gave him a peck on the lips and skipped back to her chair blushing. Megan could do no less than Miriam and surprised Ben with a chaste kiss on the lips. I'm glad you're okay, Ben, she whispered as she held his eyes with hers. He saw she'd been shaken by the event. Sophia and Rachel gave him kisses while they gently pressed their bodies to his. He was beginning to show a reaction so he quickly moved to his chair between Gabriella and Tina. Catherine sat across from him. They had their breakfast and conversation returned to normal. He was really pleased to see Tina up and about. She still claimed to feel drained but her nausea was under control this morning. She stuck to toast but snuck some scrambled eggs from Ben's plate with much giggling while he made exaggerated growls of dismay at losing his food. Daniel and Miriam thought it was hilarious. The plan for the day was to visit the Palace of Versailles. They'd take a train out and back and spend the day seeing the buildings and exploring the grounds. Tina felt up to going and Lucy promised to stick close to her to make sure she was okay. Once everyone was ready they made their way to the train station. Soon they were riding the rails out to the palace. The mood was light and Tina rested against Ben's side. Lucy sat across from Ben and watched them with a sweet smile. Daniel sat next to Lucy by the window and took pictures. Ben was really impressed with the eye the boy was developing. His photos were improving in quality and the subject matter he was capturing showed his keen observation of the world around him. Ben told him so and watched the boy's confidence grow. The line to enter the palace was fairly long even though they had managed to arrive early. Lucy found some shade for Tina to sit in and Ben bought their tickets. Then he got into the line for ticket holders. Once he was almost at the entrance his party joined him and he handed out the tickets. Everyone picked up their headsets as they entered. Daniel listened with rapt attention as they moved through the rooms and everyone absorbed the beautiful paintings and luxurious appointments in each room. Ben kept an eye on Tina to see if her energy levels were flagging. The Hall of Mirrors took their breath away and Sophia grabbed Ben for an impromptu ballroom dance. She took his hand and led him to the open space in the middle of the hall and curtsied to him. 
Ben bowed deeply and the crowd pulled back to watch the performance. He held his hand out to her with a flourish and she placed hers in it with a gentle touch. Soon they began to move together, slowly at first. Ben surprised Sophia by knowing the steps and their speed increased until the two were sweeping around the large open space with a grace and elegance that made their audience catch their breath. Other tourists were gathering to watch what appeared to be a reenactment of a dance from a formal ball. There was a coy smile on Sophia's face, and Ben held her eyes with a slight smile of his own as they moved through the steps without flaw. Too soon the dance reached its end with Ben bowing over Sophia's hand which he held to his lips. The gathered crowd burst into applause and Daniel was grinning broadly as he'd filmed the entire dance. Ben and Sophia seemed to finally notice they had an audience so they bowed to the tourists and made their way back to their party. Where did you learn to dance like that, Ben? Catherine exclaimed. Ben stopped and thought about it with a puzzled frown on his face. Uh, I'm not sure. The steps just came to me. Like muscle memory. Somebody must have taught me when I was a kid. My body just knew the steps. Huh. He turned to Sophia who was still breathing fast from the dance and bowed deeply to her again. My thanks for the honor of the dance was so lovely a partner. Sophia blushed and curtsied. She caught Daniel's eye and the two reviewed the footage. She complimented him on his excellent camera work and asked him for a copy of the movie. He beamed with pride and nodded. Catherine, Rachel, and Megan gathered around Sophia and they moved along to the next room while they asked what it had felt like to dance like that in the beautiful room. She gushed that it felt like a dream or something from the movies. Lucy was staring at Ben like he just performed some magic. Tina leaned in to whisper in her ear. Ben's an excellent dancer. He took me dancing and the night was so much fun. It was perfect. He's going to take me dancing again when we get home. I will hold him to that promise. She smiled fondly at Ben. They finished the tour of the building and dropped off the audio guides. It was approaching noon so they made their way to a restaurant to grab a quick bite. As they ate they discussed how people wanted to tour the gardens. They could rent bicycles for a self-guided tour, take a Segway-guided tour, or just walk Catherine and her daughters decided to try the Segways and Gabriella and her kids chose to rent bikes. Ben opted to remain in the shade with Tina and Lucy and eat ice cream. The party split up and promised to meet up in a couple of hours. Ben found a bench under a tree and sat with Tina. He gave Lucy some money to go into the snack bar to get some ice cream for them. When they were alone Ben turned to Tina. She smiled up at him and he felt something tingle in his heart. We haven't really had a moment to ourselves to discuss the significance of what's happening within you have we? She shook her head. I want you to know I'm completely in awe of you at this moment. Something that should have been impossible and you made it happen. Granted it was an accident, it's still a miracle in my book. I would have understood if you hadn't wanted to have another baby. I want to have your baby, Ben. Tina gushed. Ben pulled her to him and kissed her deeply. Passersby paused to see the passionate embrace of the two on the bench and a few even stopped to boldly take a picture. When they pulled back from the kiss, Tina was panting. She clung to his arms and tried to catch her breath. She looked at him with need in her eyes but there really wasn't anything they could do in the crowded gardens. Sorry he said. She just nodded and rested back on the bench. Lucy arrived with their ice cream and noted their flushed faces and Tina's plumped lips. She smiled to herself as she looked around at the people glancing over at the couple on the bench. She felt the sexual tension radiating from Ben and Tina. Ice cream would have to suffice, until they got back to the hotel at least. The cool treat was a welcome distraction. Ben moved to the center of the bench and Lucy moved to his other side so both women could lean against his chest and snooze. A warm, gentle breeze blew up the hill carrying the scents of the garden below. Ben watched the people go by and many would smile and nod as they saw the two young women sleeping so contentedly against his sides. 
The time slipped by and Ben began to doze himself. Then he heard Gabriella's voice as she spoke to her daughter while they climbed up to the bench. Daniel walked over to show him the picture he'd taken of Ben dozing with the two ladies. It was a very sweet image, and he told him so. He kissed the tops of the ladies' heads and they woke up and stretched. They headed off to the restroom and Gabriella sank to the bench next to Ben and he kissed her head too. Did you have fun? he asked. Yes, it was gorgeous and seeing it by bicycle was wonderful. The grounds are huge. We saw so much, but there was so much more to see. I saw a bunny, Miriam blurted. It was so sweet. They saw Catherine and her daughters walking up towards them being trailed by four young men, probably in their twenties. The men were talking nonstop, but Ben couldn't understand them. It sounded. Italian? Oh, oh. Looks like Catherine and the girls have some Klingons, Gabriella said. Intervention required? He asked her. Yeah, they look tired. I've got this one. She got up and walked towards Cat. Then she started to speak Italian, and the men shut up as their heads swung in her direction. They looked at Ben and they didn't look happy. He gave them a scowl. Two immediately turned and walked away. A third seemed torn then blushed and left. The last one tried to yell back but Gabriella verbally spanked him until he turned away and hustled to catch up with his friends. Ben grinned as Gabriella turned back with the four blondes and walked back to the bench. Ben stood and let Gabriella, Catherine, Sophia and Rachel take the bench. Megan sat on the grass and leaned back against the tree. What happened? Why do you look so exhausted? Is riding a Segway that tiring? Ben asked. No, it does take stamina but the really tiring part was those four bozos latched onto us at the beginning and talked shit at us for the entire two hours. No matter what we said they wouldn't shut up. We knew they were being rude but we didn't know what they were saying and ignoring them didn't work either. Catherine explained. She turned to Gabriella. What did you say to them to make them leave so quickly? I just explained that there was no way their little tiny penises could bring satisfaction to a woman and Ben here had everything a woman required and if they didn't piss off like the little children they were he'd pop their ass cherries. Everyone stopped and looked at her. Ben's jaw dropped. It sounded much more poetic in Italian. She mumbled. Ben roared with laughter and Catherine laughed so hard she had trouble breathing. Tina and Lucy returned and Megan brought them up to speed. Soon everyone was laughing and Ben hugged Gabriella to his chest and kissed her forehead. Her blush was enchanting. Who knew Gabriella had the tongue of an Italian sailor? Ben smiled. The others quickly took their turns at the restroom then they headed back to the train station. They spotted the four Romeos on the train so there was a shuffling of seating arrangements which left Ben sitting by the window, Megan sitting next to him, Sophia sitting opposite Ben and Rachel sitting next to her. At Sophia's back was her mother and Gabriella sat next to her keeping an eye on the boys. Sophia winced as she undid her boots. What's wrong? Ben asked. I picked the wrong footwear for the activities we did today. My feet are aching, she whimpered. Ben patted his thighs. Bring them here. Sophia looked up hopefully. Really? He just gave her a look, and she quickly lifted her feet to rest them on his legs before he changed his mind. He started at her toes and gave each one a gentle tug and squeezed to release any pooling blood. He had to get the circulation going. He stroked and squeezed but moved the pressure from her toes towards her legs to move the blood back towards her core to be refreshed. He worked his thumbs into her saws and felt the muscles becoming more pliable as they relaxed. Once he reached her ankles he moved his massage up her legs to the knee. Then he stopped. Sophia was biting her lip and looking at him a little oddly. Does that feel better? He asked. She nodded quickly, not trusting her voice. Her feet felt fantastic but when his hands had begun to move up her legs the pleasure turned into a different kind of bliss. My feet are tired too. Rachel peeped. 
Ben smiled and switched places with Megan. Soon Rachel's feet were on his legs and he began the massage. Rachel was more vocal than Sophia who managed to restrain herself to the occasional quiet moan and coo. Oh my God. Ben. Your hands are wonderful. She groaned as he worked her saws. Catherine and Gabriella looked over the seat with amused smiles. Mostly because of Ben's blush. By the time he'd almost reached her knees Rachel was squirming on the seat so badly he looked at her in exasperation and stopped. Why no? She yelped as her eyes snapped open. She became aware of her surroundings again. She saw Sophia barely suppressing her laughter and Megan staring at her wide-eyed. Uh, sorry. Oh my god, Ben. Your hands feel so good. How are your feet? He asked. My feet? Oh. Right. Much better, yes. She stumbled. Sophia snorted and looked out the window. Ben looked at Megan. I'm good, was all she said. Switch with your sister. I don't bite, he said. Megan and Rachel swapped chairs and Megan timidly put her feet up on Ben's legs. Relax, he said calmly, and she rested back against her seat. Ben went to work on her feet, and her eyes closed in bliss. He felt the tension in her muscles go from trembling and taut to loose and elastic in no time. She soon had a happy smile on her face. When he patted her knees to let her know he was finished she opened her eyes slowly. Thank you, Ben. That was lovely. And thank you for just giving me a regular massage. You're welcome. And I gave three identical massages. Megan stared at him, and he just shrugged. She scowled at her older sisters, and they blushed. Better put your shoes back on we're here, Ben said as they began to pull into their station. Once they were back up at street level they found a taxi stand and piled into three to get the group to Ponte El Arcavesh, the bridge where lovers attach locks to signify their unending love, throwing the keys into the Seine. It was a short walk from there to Notre Dame Cathedral. Everyone was a little too pooped to feel up to doing the tour but sitting quietly inside the building while Daniel scurried about taking pictures was a plan they could all appreciate. The stained glass was beautiful and a choir was practicing at the front and the sound of their harmonious voices flowed throughout the vaulted space. When Daniel returned his smile said it all. He was having a blast. He sat next to Ben and recited the history he memorized regarding the cathedral. Gabriella gathered a consensus from the party and it was unanimous. Everyone was famished. Gabriella knew of a Lebanese restaurant close to the cathedral so the group would walk over to it for dinner. She stepped outside to call and make a reservation. It was Tina's date night but she was feeling a little wiped out so she asked Ben if it would be okay if they could just go back to the hotel, get room service and call it a night. He smiled and took her hand to help her stand. The group left the cathedral and met Gabriella. Ben and Tina said their goodnights which meant a lot of kisses for Ben. Sophia was last and thanked Ben for the wonderful dance and the foot massage. She gave him a tender kiss that made his scalp tingle. Ben and Tina found a taxi and went back to the hotel as the rest of the party made their way to the restaurant. When they got to Ben's room Tina sat on the sofa and leaned her head back. The day had really taken a lot out of her. Ben sunk to his knees before Tina and took her hands in his. Tina, I want you to eat a solid meal. You barely touched your lunch. Please tell me what you'd like to eat and we'll order it. Anything you want, he said. Tina smiled at him. I am sorry to cause you distress, Ben. I will be fine. Order what you like. Tina, listen to me. I want you to tell me what kind of food you would be most comfortable eating now. Something that will give you strength and comfort, he said sternly. Korean food. I have such a craving for yukijang. And galbajim. And kang pung ki, extra spicy, she blurted. Thinking of Ben, she selected something safer for him. Oh, and some tang suyuk with pork. Then that is what you shall have, Ben exclaimed. 
he dialed the concierge and explained his requirements, though he had Tina spell the names of the dishes for him, and was assured there was an excellent restaurant that would deliver this food within the hour. He thanked the man and hung up. He spent the hour massaging Tina's feet and legs as she rested back on the sofa feeling like she was floating up into the clouds. There was a knock on the door and Ben answered it. The food had been delivered, unpacked and placed in the hotel's flatware. Domes were in place to keep the food warm. The room service waiter rolled a table into Ben's suite and asked if they would like to eat on the balcony. Ben looked at Tina who nodded quickly with a grin. The table was set and food transferred to it. With instructions to leave it outside the door the man left. Ben held Tina's chair for her and took his own chair. They held up their water glasses to make a toast. To you, Tina, for bringing so much happiness into my life. I love you. Tina's eyes were glistening with unshed tears as she gave Ben one of her brilliant smiles. I love you too, Ben. He lifted the domes from the table and the savory scents wafted up to them. Ben pulled back as one of the dishes hinted at a strong spiciness. His eyes widened. Wow. Which of these dishes is spicy? She looked at him with a worried expression. Most of them. He lifted the napkin off of a basket on the table and saw it was filled with white dinner rolls. That's probably why the room service staff supplied the rolls, he said with a grin. Tina started with the yuckajang which Ben discovered was a spicy soup with beef and vegetables. He tried some as well and while it was a little spicy for him he did find it to be delicious. The galbagin was a short rib dish and Ben liked this more as it wasn't as spicy. He watched Tina's face as she ate and saw the happiness in her eyes as the familiar flavors brought her good memories of her childhood. It filled him with joy to see her coming back to life. The tangsuyuk with pork was a sweet and sour dish and immediately familiar to Ben so he enjoyed that. He saw her hoarding one of the dishes and an impish smile crept onto his lips. To retaliate for her stealing his eggs at breakfast he forked a big piece of the pork dish from Tina's plate when she had her mouth full. He popped it into his mouth and chewed it grinning at her as she frantically waved at him, but it was too late. When the spice exploded across his tongue he realized the dish she was hiding from him was her extra spicy Kang Punky chicken. Compared to Tina he was a novice to spicy foods. He slapped his napkin to his mouth and expelled the incendiary device into it then immediately tore a dinner roll in half and jammed it into his mouth. His eyes were watering and his breath came in big gulps. She looked at him with concern but he just waved her back as the second half of the roll went into his mouth to absorb the spices on his tongue. He drank some water and wiped at his eyes with a chagrined look on his face. It is too spicy for you. Why did you do that? Tina scolded him, concern written all over her face. I was trying to to get you back for sneaking the eggs off my plate this morning. I thought I was stealing some of the pork. Tina's eyes went wide and she began to laugh. She held her hand in front of her face as she laughed. Ben thought she looked beautiful and just sat there watching her laugh as he dabbed the tears from his eyes. I hope you learned your lesson. She smiled as she finally caught her breath. She raised an eyebrow and popped some of the spicy chicken into her mouth. He pretended to bow to her, and she gave him a satisfied smile. They looked out over the city as they ate the delicious meal, admiring the shimmering lights below and spreading out as far as they could see. They didn't feel the need to speak. It was just as it was in their home. Ben was so comfortable with Tina. She seemed to be equally comfortable with him. They connected so well. He felt her love for him almost tangibly as she gazed at him across the table. And now she was carrying his child. He pushed back and tears started to slowly roll down his cheeks. His emotions were suddenly too much for him to contain. Tina stood and came around the table to sit on his lap. She took his face in her hands and wiped his tears away. Why are you crying? She asked gently. I'm not sure. I just, I just never expected to ever be this happy. 
I never thought I deserved this much happiness. I still don't, he said quietly. Yet I can think of no one who deserves it more than you, she replied just as gently. He wrapped his arms around her and pressed his lips to the nape of her neck. She hugged him and ran her fingers through the hair on the back of his head. After a time he pulled back and they kissed tenderly until he pulled back abruptly. Spicy kiss! He yelped and stuffed a bun in his mouth. She laughed and swatted his shoulder playfully. She went back to her chair and they continued their meal in a contented silence. Afterwards Ben pushed the table out into the hall and called down to let them know and to thank them. They brushed their teeth together then undressed until they stood naked before each other. He thought she looked absolutely beautiful. She was embarrassed by the slight bulge of her stomach as she'd eaten so much. Tina, your tummy is going to get much larger than it is tonight, and you will look every bit as gorgeous then as you are right now, Ben said with a smile. Tina tilted her head back for a kiss and he gave her one. He could tell she was sleepy but he knew she would let him do anything he pleased to her so he swept her up in his arms and carried her to the bed. He set her down and climbed in on his side. Then he pulled the sheets up and pulled her up to cuddle next to him. She sighed contentedly and he shut the light. It was everything he needed.